0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: All right, so I recommended this the first time I had a baby, and I still recommend this the second time after I had a baby, and that is testing your hormones. That has changed the game for me. I remember the first time I tested my hormones and the doctor told me, even if I ate perfect quote unquote and worked out every day, I still wouldn't lose weight because there were issues with my hormones and my thyroid. And so I was so relieved to have that test. And the second time being postpartum, I took a test at home and the test that I used is Everlywell. So they have at-home lab tests that can help you get the knowledge and support you need so you can become healthier. The one that I would recommend is the at home women's test. And basically, it's a comprehensive hormone panel for women at all stages. So you can test and measure your hormones, your antibody levels, and you can just check for any abnormal levels that may be keeping you from feeling your best. So what you do is it's like a little finger prick sample collection, and then you do a saliva sample collection and you send it in. It's literally so easy, okay? They also have like a food sensitivity test. You can go on their site and check it out. I'm a huge fan of the site and I feel like everyone who's listening to this podcast will be too. So you can just measure all your 11 biomarkers. And I think it's so smart to just know where you're at with your hormones and your food sensitivity, you can collect your sample, use the prepaid shipping label, you mail the test back to a certified lab, and then you get physician-reviewed results sent straight to your phone in a few days. It's so easy. And our listeners get a code. Everlywell is offering a special discount of twenty percent off an at-home lab test at everyeverlywell.com/skinny. That's everlywell.com/skinny for twenty percent off your next at-home lab test. everlywell.com/skinny.
2: baby food pouches on the market and just looked at how much fat, how much protein, how much sugar, and like created these averages. And the stats were, were were terrifying. I mean, they the average organic baby food pouch, nine grams of sugar.
3: Nine might not sound like a lot. I was wondering, I'm like, from a baby's body to a grown-up body, does that exactly translate? So I called a couple of my doctor friends and they're like, yeah, add a zero to that. all right all right all right welcome
1: back to the skinny confidential him and her podcast today we're talking kids we're talking toddlers we're talking parenting and we are talking all those things with the founders of serenity kids you can expect serenity Carr and joe carr they're married to give us all the details when it comes to babies toddlers parenting tips tricks how to keep your kids healthy and eating optimal I think this episode is not just for parents. I think you could totally listen if you don't have kids. We talk about sort of what to expect too. I wish I had heard this episode before I had kids. This is one of those episodes that you're going to want to take notes. I'm just saying... I also just think they get it when it comes to children. They really are practitioners. Not only are they parents, they have a daughter named Serenity. They're also the founders of this incredible baby food company called Serenity Kids. I personally feed Zaza their broccoli puffs every single day. It's legit like her favorite thing ever. They're these broccoli puffs and they're tiny and I bring them like in my stroller I'll bring them in my purse, in the car. She loves them. She screams puffs like every single day. Anyways, let's get to this episode. But first, let me tell you about Serenity and Joe. They are both the co-founders and CEOs of Serenity Kids Baby Food, and they're on a mission to promote wellness starting with the first bite. And their story is absolutely incredible about how they're transforming the baby food industry by developing innovative nutrient-dense products because every bite counts. On that note, let's hear all things kids, parenting toddlers with Serenity and Jill.
0: This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her.
1: We're having this thing. I've talked about it before on the podcast where we put our daughter to bed She's like winding down. Michael just gives her like a nice warm bath. I'm reading her a book. She had a
0: nice good dinner, but sometimes she eats it. Sometimes she doesn't.
1: Right. And so like the frequency music is on. The dogs are in the bed. The blankets are down. Everything's ready. And all of a sudden she goes toast, toast, toast. And I'm like, I literally just fucking offered you 800 things downstairs. How can you be asking me for toast? Puffs, toast, puffs, toast. And then it's juice. And and then she'll, she'll go to sleep. Usually we'll try to give her a little piece of something. And then at three in the morning, rice.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: So I'm so happy to have you guys on here because you just said a lot of mothers and fathers of toddlers don't think their kids are eating enough. And it's mm-hmm. really hard to gauge someone that can't communicate. So I think we'll just hop right into this episode. And maybe you can share some tangible tips and tricks for parents out there who are struggling.
3: Yeah. So we really like big little feelings on Instagram. don't know if you guys have seen them yet, but they're awesome. And I took their toddler you know, feeding class and my mind was blown. So we took it to heart and we started doing that with our kid. She was maybe right around early two. She's three and a half now. And I didn't realize that the lack of power those kids feel with not being able to make their own food is a big deal. So they want choices, right? So her plate, instead of having three big ser- three you know, servings of three different things, it's seven options, like a bite or two. And then if she eats all of the strawberries and wants more, I refill the strawberries. Yes, it's kind of a pain. But the other liberating part is you set it down and you stop paying attention to her. So you're not like, eat one more bite, eat your protein first. You kind of give her the freedom to choose. We say mommy and daddy get to choose what goes on the plate. You get to choose what goes in your body, right? So she gets to have the power that she needs to feel, you know, like she's making her own decisions and no one's trying to make her eat a bunch of broccoli that day if she doesn't feel like broccoli that day. And you're right, because they can't communicate. They can't say, I don't really feel like eating broccoli today. The only way you know is when it gets thrown at the wall right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so we also really like the no thank you bowl concept. So we give her an empty bowl when we give her her plate. And if she doesn't want the blueberries that day, you don't have to have stained carpet. She'll just p- put it in the no thank you bowl, please. It's our job to put it on your plate. It's your job to take it off.
0: So you actually give an just an empty bowl and you say, hey, it's something you don't want. You can just put it here. Don't just throw it at daddy's face.
3: That's right. It's so the no thank you bowl. <laughs> yep,
0: <laughs> I mean, I've, had the no, I've had the no thank you face for a while.
3: It doesn't always <laughs> work.
1: You so <laughs> if you were to break down tiny little tips, like you you said you I, I use you guys' as puffs all the time and you brought me the pouches today. And one of the pouches is turkey bolognese. And you said, take this pouch and put it on top of like lentil pasta or That's something. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you can you give us a little bit of those like super micro tips? Even I loved the mushroom tip. Maybe you could share that one too. Yeah. So not not mushrooms
3: like psychedelics, guys. <laughs> so they're trippy enough yeah you know toddlers like like Della. sometimes i'll put seven things on her plate and she'll only eat cashews that's it cashews for dinner and so later away from dinner because the dinner process is the dinner process we'll, we'll maybe give her a pouch right like i know she didn't get a ton of nutrition but the other thing to know is toddlers don't need to eat three full meals every day right they can be omad and be totally fine They, they, she, for example, eats a lot when she's at school during the noon hour. Sometimes she doesn't eat very much dinner and that's okay.
0: Yeah. I think people forget that, right? Because we've conditioned ourselves like, Hey, three meals a day. And obviously that's now people are approaching that Mm -hmm. diet in a different kind of way. But we assume because that's what's been projected on us that the toddlers breakfast, lunch, dinner, maybe they're full. Maybe Mm -hmm. they don't, maybe they don't need the nourishment
2: and there's whole days where you know they're you can almost measure their calories in weeks rather than days cuz they'll have days where they just eat a ton and then they go a couple days where they don't eat much so it's very easy to stress out about it i think the the best work i ever did to help my daughter with food was do my own somatic healing work around food and feeding i was very anxious about what she eats, how much she eats, probably passed to me from my parents. I see my mom with her. She's very anxious about what she eats. We think it's our job to feed them as if they're plants or animals or something. It's like, eat more, eat more, when really it's they're, it's natural to eat. You know, Toddlers will eat on their own if you let them, but if they also feel anxiety, they feel tension, and if they can get your attention in some way, they're gonna do it. So I basically created this dynamic where if she didn't eat, she'd get more of daddy's attention, you know, and not in the most pleasant way because it's like, hey, eat more. Why aren't you eating that? You know, but it was psychologically what she did. So as soon as I did that like work where I just like, oh, it doesn't even matter to me if she eats or not. I just give her the food and don't care. Suddenly she was eating so much more, like instantly.
1: We can take, you said this, I have symbiotica here. You can take these organic longevity mushrooms that taste like chocolate. And you guys said, put it on ice cream.
3: So yeah, you can put it on ice cream. We put it on berries a lot. You know, we'll put, we'll get raspberries when with some almonds. And I like to put a little nut pot on it. It She calls it
2: raspberries and cream. She calls it
3: berries and cream. And we, we make a little swirl with the symbiotica mushrooms and it feels kind of like a little treat, but it's really healthy and she's getting a ton of nutrition. Mm -hmm. that is
1: so smart because in this that they're talking about you guys it has almond butter almond oil cacao powder and vitamin e and cacao extract that's so smart because zaza keeps saying chocolate 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 and i give her the enjoy life as healthy as i can find Mm -hmm. chocolate chips but i feel like this is even cooler because it's almost like an activity to drizzle the syrup
3: Mm -hmm. it's fun yeah and it looks fun like toddlers they want fun things, fun shapes with their pancakes, their their names cut out and things, right? You know, it makes it a fun experience.
0: I want to go back a little bit with both of you. Obviously, we were introduced to the brand. We partnered with the brand. And now, you know, obviously, over the years, Zaza's had the pouches. She's had the puffs. You know, now you guys have the formula. But for both of you, obviously, you've learned a lot in the space. Before this existed, what led to your you know, realization that something like Serenity Kids needed to exist? I know that that's a full story in itself, but just to give some context and how you guys came to this realization for this brand.
3: It was five, no, six years ago now. And we were at a paleo conference here in Austin. And I, I just love it. It's paleo FX. It's coming up again. I can't wait. And we start, I started getting fuzzy and maternal. And we were like, let's go find the baby stuff. So we look and look and we don't see anything. We see a chiropractor who does prenatal chiropractic, which is pretty exciting. But we didn't see anything. And I thought, oh, I guess we'll just have to make all of our own baby food. But Joe had just read Tim Ferriss' book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And was on the hunt to change career paths from selling s- hour, you know services by the hour as a coach to making a product to have a bigger reach. And I wasn't really on board, but that summer I was like, well, what will I, I feed my kids someday? So I call it my summer of nerddom because I spent the entire summer with my nose in a book or with podcasts or reading blogs and conveniently, a lot of my health heroes kind of in the paleo-ancestral health space had just had kids and were just feeding two-year-olds and three-year-olds. And every single one of them was making sacrifices for convenience. And it took me about a month. To, and like,
0: what were those sacrifices? Just to-
3: they were eating packaged foods that didn't have as much nutrition as they had hoped. They were eating a lot of pouches that were all fruit with not a lot of protein or fat. And I, at the time, I knew what what worked for my body was a lot of plants, clean meats, healthy fats. But I didn't know if babies were supposed to eat that. And it took me about a month to realize, wait a second, there's a perfect baby food out there already it's mother's milk. So I dragged Joe to the milk bank here in Austin. It's the biggest milk bank in the country. Donate your milk if you have extra. We learned a lot about mother's milk and how the calories from mother's milk were about half fat and half carbs with not so much protein, which I was kind of surprised by. And then we hired an EA from Indonesia or something to pull to make a huge spreadsheet of all the organic baby food pouches on the market. It was 470 of them. Joe always remembered these numbers Yeah, than we I mapped,
2: the, we essentially mapped the nutritionals of all organic baby food pouches that were out there already. I think the organic ones was like 256 mm. different baby food pouches on the market and just looked at the average, you know, looked at how much fat, how much protein, how much sugar, and like created these averages. And the stats were, were, were terrifying. I mean, they, the average organic baby food pouch had nine, was an average of nine grams of sugar per pouch. That wow. was the average. There wow. were some that had 15 to 20 grams. This is one little pouch.
3: And nine might not sound like a lot. I was wondering, I'm like, from a baby's body to a grown-up body, does that exactly translate? So I called a couple of my doctor friends, and they're like, yeah, add a zero to that for a 50, for converting a 150-pound person into you know a 15-pound baby. So if you're adding a zero, you're adding a zero to that nine, and it becomes 90 grams.
1: Oh my gosh, that's like a yeah. like three and people, Snickers bars. And
0: people think that, and the, here's the problem: is people think that this is organic and good. They think they're doing mm-hmm. right by feeding this to their children. You know, obviously everyone's intentions mm-hmm. in the right place, but it it's,
1: it's very so sad. frustrating as a consumer that that uh, these companies try to pull a fast.
0: Well, you wonder why you know at least in this country so many people are set up for failure when it comes to diet, right? Yeah, like, and mental exactly. health,
3: right? Yeah. Think about mental health. If I ate 90 grams of sugar for breakfast. I'd be a disaster all day. It'd be horrible. So, we did this study and found out that there just there wasn't much fat. There was mu- not much protein. What was on the aisle was not ethically sourced and regenerative. You know, it wasn't like super high quality proteins. And less, then- less
2: than 4% had meat at all. So almost no meat on the aisle. And that, those 4% rarely were distributed in grocery stores because they didn't, quote, didn't sell yeah, well. Yeah, they didn't sell well. So, because they were gross. They tasted really bad and they were mixed with rice or, or- Blueberries. Or beans or fruit. It was just weird combinations. Stuff as an adult you would never- That's exactly. right. It was just totally crazy. So they had this belief that you couldn't sell meat for babies because they made only gross products. They wanted to charge the same as they're charging for the fruit pouches, so they couldn't make the same money. They weren't willing mm-hmm. to charge more. And then the sourcing was, was bad. Like they- they didn't actually get good meat. They just used whatever, you know, factory farm meat. So, you know, but the the fat was the most disturbing because breast milk being nature's perfect baby food, tell them about the macros of breast milk, Granny. Oh, you said all right. I
3: already said that. Told them the
2: macros. So it's all fat, like breast milk, 60% fat. And yet no fat on the aisle. Literally less than 0.1% had. Uh, Any significant. So they're getting less of
0: what they would naturally get if they were taking breast milk Mm -hmm. on the the supplemental products that you'd be using if you're not breastfeeding.
3: It's 100% carbs. The baby aisle was 100% carbs. And then I got pissed. I was infuriated. I was so mad. Those babies don't get to pick what goes in their body. And their parents, as I would have, if I hadn't been on this long health journey for myself figuring stuff out, I would, as a trusting person, go to the baby food aisle. See what's on there and think, oh, this is probably what my baby should eat. These people care about my baby and my baby's health. And the food companies and the government surely would take care of us. <clears throat> totally wrong. Mm-hmm. So then I got mad and then I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's start the company. You did it. And we <laughs> did it. We weren't even engaged at the time. Yeah. Like we were just kind of dating. We weren't pregnant yet. We weren't <laughs> no. engaged, but we were really, like, let's really, start really, a company really together. Taking a couple
0: additional steps before <laughs>
3: we did. We did. It's kind of crazy. We wrote a, wrote a contract with ourselves on like with you know pencil and paper and yeah, it's really worked out
0: you know it's a, and I, this is a tangent but i do think something you touched on is important here it's like this and what we were talking about is some of the stuff that we're feeding our kids is stuff that as adults you would never put in your own mouth yeah right? you're like oh it's gross and i will say and this uh, people might be like what you tried the-? i've tried each of these pa- anytime i give it to zaza i try i put a little on a spoon and i try it. i'm like if i because w- if i won't Hold eat on. It-
1: what Yeah, <laughs> i've never seen you do that. Yeah, I have. you you try the baby food yeah
0: because it's editable for adults too i mean like this it's it's edible you can have this food
1: i mean you did suck on my breast milk so that doesn't surprise me (laughs) That
0: was under different circumstances (laughs) but
1: but i think like i've had some in his coffee when he wasn't looking
0: again i think we think we're doing right by our kids and oh they're babies and they don't know and they may not have the developed palate they may not know the taste but if you won't put the food in your own body like you know why would you put it in your child's body.
3: Mm -hmm. That was actually one of the biggest aha moments that summer I'm talking about, the summer of 2016. We couldn't, so we got these results. No one was doing what we sort of thought we should, the should be doing. And I thought, oh no, Joe, maybe no one makes it because babies won't eat it. I'm like, we gotta make some. We gotta make it and get it to babies. So we had a very difficult day measuring tiny amounts of purees, figuring out how to make baby food. We were living in this like, community house with 15 people. We had to take over the whole kitchen. It was a disaster. We were arguing. It was stressful. We had to drive these baby foods around town because we didn't
0: what were these weren't... other people saying? I mean, listen, I've lived, I've had some roommate situations. If I saw them making a bunch of period baby foods, I'd be like, we, we have to have a house meeting.
3: Right. We had booked the kitchen and one of them tasted. In fact, he's one of our investors. He tasted the first batch around and he was into it. So he was, he's supportive. And I'll never forget, we, we filled our little pouches with those homemade pouch fillers you can get on Amazon. And my friend Camille texted me a picture of her son, Orion, sucking on the pouch that we had made it was uh, the original it was chicken pea and carrot and she said he sucked it all down he wouldn't let me have it and now he's been playing with it the rest of the day and like tears came out and i thought these babies know what's up we they know that fat and protein are really good for them they don't want just sugar but it's really we learned why it's easy to produce Mm -hmm. and it's cheap so companies Thought that that's what they should be doing. And you know, there was the low fat trend for a while. It hit the baby aisle. So uh There's the
2: anti-meat trend mm-hmm. in natural food space. So basically the low fat plus the, you know, the the fear of meat in the natural food industry filtered down to baby and we end up with no meat, no fat on the aisle. Now, the rest of the stores fixed that. We've got high fat stuff. We've got ethically sourced meat, but nobody was doing it in baby.
1: I also think, too, that I notice a lot of my friends' kids getting rashes. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that contributes to diet and even also the beauty products that they're putting in the bubble bath or the lotions that they're putting on. I mean, you really have to be your own advocate or guru as a parent to to read the labels. It's It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a total
3: pain. Yeah, I mean it is so stressful for moms and maybe dads too, but I'm the researcher of the two of us and oh my god, everything that comes into the house, clothes, shoes, you know, everything. It's like, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know I need to check it out.
1: What are the clothes and shoes brands that you guys reach for? Are there any things that you can recommend to our audience?
3: I sure can. I really like primary.com. They're uh clean, oat O-tech, I don't remember the exact words, but they're clean fabrics and they don't use the flame retardants on jammies and things. Mm-hmm. They're
2: gender-neutral, so you don't mm-hmm. have to pick stuff. It's like solid colors, mm-hmm. not white. Like, why would you ever put a baby in white?
0: But
1: oh, oh should I put babies clothes. in white? What's wrong with white? Well, no, it's just, just, it's just It just stained. Oh, oh, oh. oh <laughs> no. he, Lauren but, also uh, did
0: all white cute. and beige furniture in, in our house. We have two d- small dogs <laughs> and a, a tall dog. Hold on, I need
1: I the baby to match my aesthetic. <laughs> if, the, if the baby has something on it, we can just change it into another one. She goes, oh my God,
0: there's a smudge on the couch. I'm like, we are completely screwed. I'm like,
1: I I want you to go on with the clothes, but Yes. I just really quickly would like, because you guys are experts on this, to talk about the flame ret- retardant. Mm-hmm. How do you say it?
3: Flame retardant. Okay. So, you know, decades ago, it became a law that you needed to put flame retardant chemicals in the fabric that go onto baby's pajamas, and that they can't be baggy because flames will catch easier with baggy clothes. And so it has got to be really tough to be in that industry and making something that's actually chemical free for kids. They have the, they have to put warnings on the clothes, on the pajamas, like warning: this does not contain violent, terrible chemicals for your baby. Might burn right? your baby alive. No, it doesn't say that. I really like that brand there, and it's easy, and you can order online, and they have a really f- mobile friendly website, you know, for your phone, so you can do it while you're nursing or you know, one handed, right. For shoes, we really like Ten Little. They're not completely barefoot in terms of flexible sole, but they've got a very wide toe box, and they're pretty easy to put on and take off. They're coming out with some new products here and there.
0: That's the one that doesn't compress the the toes. And the yes, foot in for that's kids. right. So they, their foot can just take the natural form. Exactly I'm big about right. the
2: shoes. I'm very passionate about foot health. I've always preferred barefoot, and I've had all kinds of body issues that started with foot binding. Basically, we're all ruining our feet from birth onward with these shoes that squeeze our toes and these heels that mess up our hips. And so for, for we really important to me for our daughter to not put her in anything that binds her foot in any way. So finding these shoe brands. Tenil is the best American brand. What's the German brand? We Wildling. Make? Wildling out of Germany have really cool fabric-based shoes.
3: With flexible
2: soles. That are super flexible. For sneakers. And like and they're things. a little warm. so
3: They make a cotton one
2: for yeah. So the Crocs yeah.
3: aren't it? The Crocs might work. They've got a wide toe box, right? Yeah, they
2: won't squeeze the toes. They have a little bit of a heel, don't they? have a tiny drop. Yeah, I don't think they're zero drop.
3: I'm going to get new shoes for her.
1: Yeah. Daddy's taking her to the wrong shoe place. But it's all
0: things in moderation, too.
1: You know what, though? It's so
3: funny because, like, I. They're hard to find. Yeah. Really hard to find.
0: Well, and I, you know, I've observed, it's interesting for me, like, you see a little kid, like, they don't really want to be in the shoes. I mean, nope. They want to run around barefoot most of the time. I think. You know, it's a thing you learn. Obviously, as you go through life, you need shoes, but the types of shoes, um, I think, are important.
1: Okay, this is something every single person on the planet is using, I think diapers and wipes. I bet you guys know the diapers and wipes to use. What are they?
3: Well, we used cloth diapers for a long
1: time. Oh, my God. But
3: no, only a year. (laughs) Joe handled the
1: whole thing.
2: We made it to the first year, and now we don't use cloth diapers anymore.
1: That is a commitment, especially was, with running a
3: business like this. That's yes, a commitment.
1: It sure was. Joe
3: handled it all. I said, if we're going to do it, I can't do Joe, one more thing. You're going to you have okay? to do it all. Joe, are I'm a, you, okay? you know, I'm <laughs> blink a, I'm twice. A, I'm
2: such a big environmentalist. You know? no, I think it's so amazing. It was like important to me to to uh, the waste and also the comfort and and to be totally honest, it was like an image thing. We were taking all these pictures for the baby food brand. And we had to be like the crunchy parents okay. that we were marketing to. Love but after honesty. that got over, I was like, I wrote this art, this blog called The Death of the Crunchy Dad, where I was like, I had all these visions of things I was going to do. And then I had a baby. You well. do have
1: visions, don't you? You have grand <laughs> all visions. All this
2: stuff. I was going to cloth As It was after the cloth mm. diapers where I was like, I just got to let it go. I just got to accept that her being an awesome, well-adjusted human is the most important thing. That's going to make the most impact
0: on the world and diapers don't really matter. I mean, think about the way and I think I can make this blanketly probably for all us. Think about the way our parents raised, I mean...
1: Well, your parents were like, Hey, honey, let me clean your entire high chair with Windex. And on top of that, Windex, I'm going to give you a plastic bowl with a lot of Kraft mac and cheese. (laughs) I I
0: don't think think I'm unique there. Let's hope his mom's
1: not listening. And then while you're eating the Kraft mac and cheese, I'm going to clean with Febreze around you.
0: (laughs) Listen, this body was built on Febreze, Windex, and mac and cheese from crap. No, I'm just kidding. I've been saying this a lot on the show. We are a generation that comes from a generation of mass marketing and mass production, Mm -hmm. and I think we're the first kind of generation to really exhibit that from childhood onward, right? Like, my dad's in his 70s now. He was he was born in a time when we didn't have that kind of mass production. It was just getting going. I don't know how old your parents are. But for all of us at this table, like, we came up in that kind of craft, you know, Steril. Kellogg's, like, you know... That, that's, you know, brand world, right? Like, I think you think back as a kid, think of all the things that were on TV, all the, like, serial commercials and all of the Mr. Clean and, like, all of that stuff. It's nostalgic, kind of, but probably... Um, wasn't the best for overall health. And I think there's now a massive pushback of people trying to get back to more natural ways of living.
3: It's brilliant. I love online marketing and the internet for that reason, because it's allowing entrepreneurs to recognize a huge problem, kind of like we did, right? There's so many of us recognize a huge problem, use the internet to test it out, to start selling, prove the concept online, and then go to retailers and say, you guys are really missing the boat. If you don't jump on this train, you're going to be left behind. And some of them are.
0: Well, and I think for the longest time, it was about margins. And some of this stuff may be more expensive to produce and may- more expensive to buy. But I think everybody would say, okay, I got to pay a dollar or two more, but it's I'm going to feel better, live longer, be healthier. My kid's going to feel like that's a pretty easy decision to make for mm-hmm. most people.
3: That was our goal. We, we wanted to demonstrate that you can do this right and make money at it. We wanted to show the big food companies that it doesn't have to be you know, as as little nutrition and as cheap as possible. We there are customers out there willing to pay for it. Well, no. Yeah, not to
0: mention you always pay the piper. Right. Right. If you're if you become sick and unhealthy, yep. maybe you Comes save around. two or three dollars on something on the grocery store, but now you have thousands and thousands of dollars in hospital expenses or medical exactly. expenses or whatever. So it all evens out and you better it's better to be proactive and feel better in my opinion. Those first
2: years of life, I mean, their spine is doubling, their brain is doubling, and the the nutrition during that period is so critical. And, okay, you know, I
1: have a couple of of audience questions. You have to tell me the brand of diapers
3: that you oh, use yeah. now. So, we use we use Whole, whole 365 or whole, whatever it is it Whole Foods.
2: We okay. do. We also have been talking to Hello Bello a lot. We really like Hello Bellos mission and, and products. They have cleaning products that are super safe for babies. They
3: have diapers. And for wipes, we really like, I mean, I still use water wipes. They're, so do I. They're the best. They work the best because they don't fall apart. All those biodegradable ones, they, I, I get poop on my hands. I know. I'm not okay with that. I know. That's uh, Water wipes, I think,
1: do work the best. They mm-hmm. do. Okay. What You mentioned cleaning supplies. I'm, for some reason, I don't know if this happens during pregnancy, everything smells bad. What are the cleaning supplies that you guys use? I bet you guys have the healthiest brand. Branch mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Basics. Okay, good. I, I'm 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 on to that with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I do in the bathroom one. I don't know if you have the whole set, the like window washing, the all purpose, the bath in the bathroom one. I put thieves oil, so it's a little bit more. You know, you do get a little bit of that antibacterial kind of concept.
1: All right. Recently, I was packing for my trip to San Diego, and you know what was in my luggage. I also got this really cute vitamin holder that does like a weekday situation, and it has morning and night. And I put the probiotics in the morning. I Like to take them with my food. I was taking them a lot before my food, but I found I like taking them with food better. So obviously, I pack those probiotics. I want to make sure my gut is thriving during postpartum. I also have their Just Calm. This is actually a psychobiotic. I learned all about them on the episode with the microbiologist. He basically broke down how they work in tandem. Just Calm is going to help reduce your stress, improve your memory and diminish fatigue. So those two together are awesome. And I like to take the Just Calm at night. So in my vitamin packet in the morning, I have my two probiotics and then I have one at Just Calm. I packed them in my suitcase. I'm really loving both of them. I personally love this company because it is one of the only probiotics that actually survives the trip to your gut. There's so many companies out there that you take a probiotic and it doesn't even survive to the gut, which is like devastating. Anyways, right now you get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code SKINNY at checkout. You're going to go to justthrivehealth.com and use code SKINNY at checkout. Grab the probiotic and the GISTCOM. You're going to go to justthrivehealth.com and use code SKINNY at checkout. Grab the probiotic and the GISTCOM. Enjoy.
0: If you just listened to our episode with Nicole Lappin, you will understand how passionate I am personally about personal finances and saving for your future. I keep saying this over and over on the show, especially to young people. It's one of my biggest regrets in life that I didn't learn about investing and saving earlier. Nobody taught me, only myself to blame, but I really didn't figure this stuff out until I was about 30. You don't know how much of a difference it makes if you can start saving in your 20s, but don't worry, even if you're out of your 20s and your 30s, 40s, or 50s, It's always a good idea to save money, which is why I love our partner Wealthfront. There is so much going on with the economy right now. Are we in a recession? Is it a bear market? Is the market going up? Is it going down? That doesn't matter. All that matters is that you're constantly setting aside money for your future. You don't want to end up in a position later in life where you never set anything aside in your best money making years. So what is Wealthfront? Wealthfront is an app that helps you save and invest your money. It's very easy to use, very easy to understand, and it provides a ton of different options when you're thinking about saving for your future. Like I said, I'm personally a very big fan of index funds. You can use that. You can invest in credit Crypto, you can invest in just a savings account where you can actually get 2% APY with Wealthfront Cash account. That's 20 times more interest than if you just left your money in a savings account with an average bank. So Wealthfront's a big win-win all around. And when you open an account today, you'll get an extra $50 bonus with a deposit of $500 or more. There are already nearly half a million people using Wealthfront to save more, earn more, and build long-term wealth. So why wait? Earn 2% on your cash today. Visit Wealthfront.com slash skinny to get started. That's Wealthfront.com slash skinny. This high interest good news has been a paid endorsement from Wealthfront.
1: Once you cut certain fragrances and chemicals out of your house, you become so sensitive. Mm -hmm. Like Even if there's a candle that smells weird in my house now, I'm so sensitive to it. Do you
3: find that? I had a lot of smell issues when I was pregnant, like him. Um, but wait, <laughs> ours is the opposite. Michael has smell issues with me. Really? <laughs> Did you have that with me? He doesn't. I don't think he can smell very well. I don't care. Actually. I, get, I, I wish you couldn't smell. Don't Cut your it. nose off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like a hound dog in the air. I'm like, what the hell what the hell's that?
3: <laughs> yeah. no, no, whatever not you like put on doll. your face at night, I don't like oh, that yeah. stuff. He doesn't <laughs> like my peel at night that I use.
1: Okay, well, what do you guys use for baby products when it comes to the bathroom? Are there any?
3: We basically use Puracy for everything. So Puracy is a local Austin company, and they have a great baby shampoo that Della had Cradle Cap for a while, and it really works well. It doesn't, you know, there's no garbage in it. They actually also make a laundry detergent that we use for a little while and really liked.
2: We also just avoid. I don't say we avoid bathing, but we bathe very rarely.
1: Oh my God, I'm so it's happy that you're often. talking about this. Yeah. She okay. didn't have a
3: bath for like five months of her life. Yeah, like
2: we didn't bathe her for the first whole part of her childhood. And like now we basically bathe her if she asks for it because it's fun or she's... Really
1: exceptionally dirty. dirty. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Wait, we have to go back to this. You didn't bathe her for 5 months. Mm-hmm. Is that because you wanted the microbiome from the vagina to That's, stay on her?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, she I had a C-section because she was breech and no one in Austin would deliver a breech baby vaginally, which was really sad. So, I have a tip for that. Oh, what is it?
1: I did Reiki or Reiki on my stomach mm-hmm. because Zaza was breech and she created so much space in my stomach to relax that Zaza flipped. Wow. So if you're listening, cool. don't. It was weird.
0: It was weird. I was there. So cool. It was really weird.
1: And then I told him, I just said, the baby just flipped. And he was like, okay. Well, because we
0: just said seeing like that it was breech, right? That we just like got uh-huh. out of that thing. Yeah. And then. So, but all these and people. She, just, think she you looked at me. She's like, oh, she flipped. And then she like felt it. Wow. Like,
1: so it, awesome. instead of doing that flipping thing that they do. I in tried this, that.
0: We did that. Sent us uh,
2: into labor.
1: What I think what that this is a little tangent, but if you can create space in your womb, the baby does it itself. So that's mm. why I think the Reiki worked. Anyways, huh.
2: good <sighs> okay, to So know. go on, go on. So cool.
3: So okay, not bathing.
2: Why do we oh, not yeah, bathe? Not yeah. bathing.
3: Yeah. So it was it was a microbiome thing. I was pretty nervous about. First of all, I was a little bit nervous about giving her a bath. You know, water and babies. I don't know, drowning. You know, I, was, I mean, I had major postpartum anxiety, like really bad at one point. And so I was really nervous about actually putting her in the bath. But we were I was looking at her. She didn't seem dirty. She didn't smell dirty. She was just drinking milk. I mean, you know, I would wipe her down on her neck. But we really wanted to keep her skin microbiome as healthy and intact. Even the water, right? Even if it's just rinsing with water, our water has chlorine in it and, and all kinds of other preservatives and different chemicals that I just didn't want to expose her to. Joe has some skin issues. I, I wasn't sure if she was going to kind of pick up on some of that. And, uh, and It's just a
2: pain. So why do anything you don't have to do? <laughs> like it was, we were clear that there was no medical or hygienic yeah. necessity to bathe the baby. Possibly benefits not to, if anything. And there's so many hard things about having a newborn. It's like just take an, anything you can take away, take away. So if you don't have to bathe, like, okay, great. One less thing we have to try to do.
3: Yeah, so we don't. We even today we don't have bath time as a part as, right. as an, of the bedtime ritual. Occasionally we do, but this is this one more e- way to make make parenting a slightly easier. Yeah. This
0: this show and being married to my wife has opened me. Up, this is a compliment. Has opened me up to so many more thought processes like this because I think you know. Again, grew up in a very like commercial environment, you know, you think three meals a day, bathe every all these things, two showers, all these things. I think so many of us are conditioned, but if you really strip it down and think about how we evolved as humans, you probably weren't in a scenario where you had a newborn child and you were bathing them once or twice a day every day, right yeah. like you were probably in an environment where you had to survive and be careful, and you're not dumping a new baby in a river like it's, so obviously we lived this way naturally for a very long time. I think like you, you know you put up the commercial city constraints and people change their behaviors. So it's like coming back to a more primal way of life.
1: I also think, you know, my gut told me and I knew nothing about babies when I had a baby. Don't bathe her right away. And you know how they they like take the baby and then they're like putting it in the bath and you're like, "No, no, 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 no." This is all these amazing good bacteria that she had just gotten, like, I'm not going to strip it off. And so even looking back, I remember the first time we bathed her was like, it was, it was like probably like four days after she was born. I still was kind of like, does she really need a bath? Now that you guys are saying this, that makes a lot of sense to just like, let it be. And I feel like as a mother too, you have intuition to know when they need a bath.
3: I mean, we put it on our birth plan. So I had one plan written down for the home birth that we had that we had hoped to have. And then I had another plan written down for hospital. And I remember being in the operating room and hearing them say, is this a no bath? Yes, this is a no bath. And they're like, they asked me three times, are you sure you don't want to give your baby a bath? I'm like, in, in the middle of labor. And I was like, contracting, you know, like real labor. And I'm like, no, I really don't. And I'm like, Joe, talk to these people. Like, you're my, you're, the, you're my mouth right now. And he's like, no, we really don't want a bath.
1: And what I'd love to know what they're bathing the baby with
3: god Johnson that. and Johnson. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: Oh, my god, you have to micromanage everything. It's so wild. They I, get it, They get it for free. So so now that your daughter is three and a half, you still don't bathe her every single day because because why? Because it's too it's like too much time. A, a couple
3: of reasons. Yeah. One, she's a fairly clean kid even even when she was eating our salmon pouch she was never the kid to rub it all in her hair you know she just if she had been we would have given her a lot more baths right but she wasn't for a long time she didn't really like them very much and so like giving them to her was screaming matches and I didn't want I didn't want to do that and then it's just I want to spend quality time with her when I get home. I work full time and I work, you know, nine to five ish work week. So we get home and I want to have snuggles and play fairies and really enjoy her. So the short and bedtime sucks. It's terrible. It is the worst part about parenting. So if you can make bedtime shorter, right? Anything that can make bedtime go shorter and better, like, yes so that's why we did it.
1: What is you guys's plan with
3: bedtime? How we, how do you want to know our bedtime ritual? Yeah. So we're in the we're at the tail end of nighttime potty training. It has been hell, frankly. Hell. Oh, my God. I mean awful, like I awful. So we're at the very end. So but but we hired this amazing potty training coach and it has been really helpful. It's it's going to sound a little nuts, but what we do is Her dinner time is 4.30 to 5.30. Kitchen closes at 5.30. No more water, no more food. Bedtime starts at 6.30. For the potty training? For the potty training. Bedtime starts at 6.30. She is asleep by 7. We take her to pee when we go to bed at 9.30 or 10. And then she's dry. Oh, you wake her up. Yeah, we, 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 we we, we put a little potty right beside her bed. And so it's just like pick her up and kind of sit her. And she sleeps naked because she hates clothes. So we pick her up and set her on the potty. And I say, it's time to go pee-pee. Sometimes I have to wake her up a little bit but most of the time she'll go. She just stays I just, asleep, really. I, she, she stays asleep. So yeah. she I lay her back down, she, give her her fuzzy pillow, she rolls over, then she, knock on wood, she's been dry the last few nights. Oh
1: my god, I forgot about potty training that you have to worry about them
3: sleeping. Of I course. forgot about it's that awful. part. It's awful. Yeah.
0: But so is the idea you do this at night because it just gets them in the habit of getting up going to the bathroom or then they do they extrapolate that to the day or is it wh- why nighttime training? we
3: decided so you so we followed the oh, oh crap method and you she said you can either do it all at once which is better but it was the beginning of covid for us and we couldn't we just couldn't handle both at the same <laughs> time so we decided to do daytime potty training first and then start nighttime later like once okay we so the day she knows can, that's right The daytime okay. it's been daytime she's been daytime potty trained for over I mean, really, almost two years. Mm-hmm. How old did you start potty training? 20 months. Oh, my God. I got to get to it. Oh, there's a months. window. It's she said a pretty... that's the magic month. But, yeah. you know, who, I mean, there, there's lots of different magic months, I'm sure. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I can Barely get dinner on the table. Now I got a potty train. They, she actually said for new mamas. So after the baby comes, she said it's a really because you're up in the night anyway. It can be an easy time to night train your toddler. Whether you want extra stuff in the middle of the night, you know, that's for each mom's t- to decide. But if you're up nursing, you could easily, you know, spend two minutes taking the toddler to bop, to pee. I mean, it's I can't imagine that being awesome, but that's I don't what she know says. how that would
1: go over. I feel like that waking her up. She's like me. It would I mean, there would be i I'm one of
3: those people.
0: It's like <laughs> if you snap your finger, I'm up like this. Me too. Right. Like it's like ready to go. Lauren is... Uh, I've and learned, the baby. Well, and the baby. Lauren explains like this. She says, you have to wake me up like a cat. And in the beginning, I really had a rough time trying to figure out what he that meant. I it. couldn't understand the it concept couldn't. because the way I get up is like, go. And so I was like, how the fuck do you wake up a cat? I never had to do that. <laughs> he knows I how like, to
1: wake up a whole herd of cats now. And well, now
0: I do, but it took me 13 years or so to figure it out. It's one of the harder things I've had to figure out, honestly. And, and fortunately and unfortunately... My daughter's taken on many traits that my wife has. Namely, she needs to be waking up like a cat. So now at least I learned this way with her. But now I'm trying to figure out. So I don't know how it would go waking her up. In yeah, the
1: night. I don't know how that would go it's, either. It's
0: good. She doesn't actually wake
1: up. Yeah, she literally she's just pees like in her
2: sleep. Okay. And then it's really good because then she just goes right back to sleep. She doesn't wake up. I'd be real. We I'm don't always, have to do two I'm always bedtimes. I'm afraid she would like, wake up and then I have to put her back down. Because in the beginning, you take her at your bedtime and then you also take her at like 2 a.m. And you Because do she that, just can't hold
3: it that long. And then right? then you push it from to 2, two it.
2: to 2.30 to 3 to 3.30 to 4. And then once it's like up to two hours before she wakes up, then she can hold it. But that's why it's hell because you're getting up but so But there's much. an that's important right. window that that muscle gets built before what? Three, three and a half. Three and a half. Otherwise, it takes minute, much longer. So there are
3: seven-year-olds in pull-ups. Right. At night. Mm-hmm because they don't,
0: didn't build that muscle early.
2: It's then. really are sad. Are you still in
1: pull-ups, Michael?
0: <laughs> no, I was ready to go.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, you probably are a quick learner. <laughs> My huh? mom
0: wasn't having that. She's like, figure it out, but <laughs> you're, you're laying in,
3: in the piss. That's, that's right.
1: <laughs> okay, so you mentioned work-life balance. I would love to know. I also work a lot. I, I think we're both fortunate, though, that I, I can also work at home, too, so that's nice, but still, at home, you're working. How do you guys manage that?
3: We calendar everything. Everything goes in our calendar. We have an amazing assistant. We got COVID back in August, and I had a very bad case in September, and I I was off work for a month. And Joe said something that was so beautiful. It changed my life. He said, you know, instead of coming back to your really big, busy schedule, why don't you build your your self-care into your calendar first? And then fit your work in around that, and it blew my mind. I was like, I can do that. I have the power to like control my own life and take care of myself. Was Joe listening to the Skinny Confidential? Him and her, maybe. I'm sure I was. Probably. <laughs> so we. So my assistant, in the middle of the month, she plans out all my self care for my next month. She books our dates. She books my dates with my daughter, which I have now, which are amazing. She books a massage I get every month. She books my workouts. She books my acupuncture. She books... Chiropractic. Chiropractic. Yeah. We have like three
2: different acupunctures for different modalities, all in different intervals.
3: And it works. In fact, my goal for 2022, friends, so I'm going to start having her book things with my friends i think i'm trying to figure out how to make this happen because i had a let me know come, when you figure it out right i'm gonna try we're gonna we'll see between potty training at 9 30 and 2 a.m i don't know i don't know how much time i'm gonna have well we're almost done with that right so i'm oh. like okay okay we're almost done like i could i get a reward for two years of hell with this body training
1: yeah but this is the problem is now i'm having another one so like how many years of hell did the potty training do we have to go Just through? Just don't think about it like okay. that. Okay. The we second
2: also, one's easier, but it, having two is harder. So we don't it's have like, two kids. You,
1: know,
3: you don't know that.
2: We don't have two kids. You're right. We have
1: one. That's true. Oh, look at that. You're right. Oh, I don't know. But he was right about the self-care on your That's calendar. Right. He's right
3: about many, many things. Okay.
1: So I also would like to talk a little bit about this coach. If someone wants to book a potty training coach, what uh, does this entail?
3: So let's see, how did we do it? They do have little online classes, which I took. You know, they're their little five minute videos, little three minute videos, mom size, you know, parent size videos. Oh right? crap.com
2: or yeah. something oh, like crap, that. Oh crap,
3: potty training method, Jamie yeah. Glowacki, Glowiski, mm-hmm. something. I'm sorry, it's a great Jamie book, if you're listening. And then a lot of classes
2: online that are easy.
3: Mm-hmm. And for potty training issues, you can just contact me. To schedule a potty training. So Jen Litalien has been our potty training consultant. We email her with this is pro- this is a problem. Della won't won't she won't pee before bed. That was our biggest problem. And she's like, You gotta use your magic parenting skills and try these things. And she was the one who was instrumental. And in we we were she were, we were putting her to bed maybe around 8:30 or 9. And she's like, Oh, that's way too late for a kid her age. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know. I didn't know
2: she was still (laughs) napping and she's like actually after three they don't need to nap they should really be getting 12 12, hours 11 to 12 hours at night and that will solve a lot of the potty training and it it did did.
1: when did she say to stop letting the kids nap three ish ish and
2: and we don't forbid her from napping we just don't intentionally nap her like she'll fall asleep in the car occasionally you know like there's times where she has a little nap but we just don't have a nap time where we put her down anymore. And, mm-hmm. and then she goes to sleep a lot easier. Bedtime's way easier. It's so easy.
1: She's exhausted. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. That's actually really smart. Mm-hmm. What do you guys do about
3: screen monitoring? Well, we're in the it's middle right. it's a tough it's one it's been on our shit list for two weeks now. <laughs> we have a list of we have a relationship coach that we've had for years that really helped us start the business. I mean, helped us get married and like have a baby and all the things we really wanted to achieve. And we have a list that we of things we keep on there. And Della's phone has been on there for a couple weeks cause I don't know, talking about it. Just me and him, we don't agree. And so we keep things on the shit list for Ken, our coach to talk. we him. just
2: but the short answer is we, mm. you know, use it as rarely as possible. You know, like we don't just let her watch TV every day for the sake of it. We save it for, oh, I'm. A- so you're homesick, and I need to work, and yeah. I have an important call. You get to watch Encanto for the twenty-seventh time, <laughs> you know, or like it's been a really busy day. It's a weekend. We've been outside. We're all kind of tired. Like maybe it's a movie day, but it's not every day. You know, I I did some research on it, and they said you know two hours. The 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 studies that they've done say two hours. Anything after two hours a day is problematic. Like that's where brain starts to get messed up. So anything less than that, they say, is no noticeable effect, but we try to keep it to, you know, less than 30 minutes a day and not every day.
3: But I will say the girl has long hair and hates getting her hair brushed. Absolutely just wouldn't let me. She was dreading out this long, nasty hair. So I'm like, okay, let's watch TV. You can watch five minutes of TV while I brush your hair. And do you have a wet brush? I got a wet brush and she, it wasn't as bad, but then my brother in law has an autistic daughter who could only stand the Mason Pearson sensitive brush.
1: Oh, I heard that one's good. So we've got that now. And has she seen you brush your hair?
3: Huh. That's a good question. I don't think I brushed my hair around her when I had long hair. I, have I short do hair like now. really huh.
1: manipulative things in front of huh. Zaza. You don't even know this. It's genius. I put well, on it's my like the same skincare. thing with brushing the teeth. Like yeah. We
0: brush together. Right? <sighs> oh, smart.
1: I'll put on skincare and go, ah, oh, oh, all down my neck, <laughs> taking it to the tits. <laughs> I, oh, oh my gosh. Look at this. It makes me feel so good. And then I'll like wear mm. iPads in front of her. And she's like, what is that? And so now she like tries to dip her finger in my organic, clean like lotion, mm-hmm. and we'll put it on her face. So I, I don't know about hair brushing, hmm. but I feel like if you brushed your hair, it works. for All the right, te- we got to start. Bro- We're gonna the brush the hair. Teeth, a little Let's manipulation it. never hurt a modeling. She
0: would not. Brush her teeth, as many oh, like two-year-olds, yes, right? And yes. so I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. And I started doing it. And then she now she gets her brush. Mm. And, she, and now she asks me to do it. She comes and says, brush, mm. brush. So By trying, the
1: way, this tip also works on men. If you want them to do something, <laughs> you can do it and make set myself it up. super loud noises. <laughs> I, I
2: have another tip for the screen time. The bit, One of the biggest problems with screens is when you need to turn it off. And it's like yeah. automatic meltdown that you're turning it off. And my sister said, what you do is you say, we're going to turn it off in five minutes. And you set the timer Four or five minutes, so they know it's coming. And I actually make an agreement with her. Like, we can turn this off in five minutes, right? And she's like, yes. Or sometimes she'll negotiate with me. No, six minutes. Or for a while, she'd say, no, three minutes. Not a very good negotiator. Yeah. But she loves the negotiation. Gives her a little more power. I'm like, okay, six minutes. Fine. We set the timer. And then it goes off and we she turns it off. She likes to push the button. So we give her the power to turn it yep. off.
3: Do you want to push the button or do you want me to? Right. So there's the false choice model of
2: parenting, right? You give two choices, both of which are okay for you. And then she agrees to it and, and turns it off. And it's we very rarely avoid meltdowns. If we forget and turn it off and she gets mad, we say, hey, do you want five more minutes? She'll be like, yes. And then, then she's happy to turn it off at her five. They just need a little bit of the, the control, mm-hmm. or the illusion of control, I guess. And to me, five minutes of more screen time is better than meltdown that lasts God knows how long. Not that meltdowns are a problem because they're inevitable. One, and, I think know. that's
0: incredible advice. Two, as you were talking, I think that false choice Thing my wife has been doing to me for the last 13 years. I, I do to all the time. It just it just hit my brain. I no, was like, "You I, only
1: give I do this with every single guy <laughs> I've ever dated. You only you give them two choices and it's both choices that work very in your taken favor." you
0: taking advantage of right now. I just was listening to you talking like, "Holy shit, that's just what's been you going on." You did go
1: to Montessori. That's why I'm I'm leaning hmm. into your Montessori stuff.
0: Wow. Mind blown. There <laughs> you go. Works I got go, gotta, gotta, to I tried I got to get a therapist right the now. The other
1: day I was like, "Hey, like every time you give Zaza something, let her choose it." So like Two books? Do you want this juice or this juice? Like, let her pick because I think, and this is maybe crazy, that it builds an independent person to feel like they have some kind of choice. Now the choices are definitely the choices that I want.
0: <laughs> I'm like, like, do, like you do you want like this couch or this cou- Pink
1: or do you want light pink?
0: Well, in the living room, for example, she's like, do you like this couch or this couch? And my brain said, I don't like either couch. <laughs> and then, but somehow I chose this other couch. I still don't like the couch, but I chose the couch.
1: I love a little it's manipulation. Powerful. It is, it's powerful. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I like the couch now. I thought I did.
1: can a mother or a father who is trying to clean up their kid's diet implement your products into their daily routine? Like I'm talking get so granular like snack time, lunch, dinner. Tell us some tips.
3: Well, one of the things we've learned is starting kids with savory pure- purees early if you can, right? If your kid is just starting out in the six, seven, eight month uh, age range and they're just starting out eating purees make sure to integrate some of the savory ones and not just the sweet ones otherwise they'll look at the pouch format and they'll think oh this should be sweet and then if you give them a savory one they'll think it's gross so start early with the savory and actually we we deliberately created our line of pouches to have a wide variety of flavors So we have herbs in some of them. We have a lot of different kind of veggies. We put parsnips. We put red peppers. We put all kinds of fragrant and really tasty kinds of veggies and herbs in there so that they can start getting used to those flavors early. And then once you put them on their plate, it will seem familiar.
1: And I want to read to the audience of why I use Serenity Kids. I'm going to read to you the ingredients, okay? Because there's no... Added natural flavors or weird acids or anything. This one has green pea, free range turkey bone broth. It has turkey bones, carrot, parsley, turkey, celery, tomato paste, olive oil, garlic, Himalayan sea salt, basil, and oregano. And that's it.
0: Yeah. And if you want to go the vitamin route, or not the vitamin, the vegetable route, organic carrot, organic sweet potato, water, organic beet, organic olive oil. So very clean ingredients.
1: No preservatives. Sherveen was recently in town, the owner of Symbiotica. We went out, we had some fun. We had a lot of oysters. We got our zinc in with those oysters and we had a martini. And he was telling us whenever he has a martini, he always has the glutathione packets by Symbiotica. So this is Michael's like favorite thing ever. He has been a huge advocate of glutathione and I'm just starting to like play with it. I did try the packet recently when we went out for oysters and martinis and I noticed that my hangover. not that bad.
0: People sleep on glutathione. They don't have enough antioxidants. They're completely out (laughs) to lunch. They're they're just not antioxidized. So I think that if you're not supplementing with glutathione, you're at a huge disadvantage for a number of reasons. Also, it has PQQ in it. So in addition to all the other things that we've talked about for months now about symbiotic of the vitamin C, the magnesium, the magnesium spray, the zinc, the omegas, also, now they have these packets of glutathione, which is a game changer, and many people are not supplementing well with it at all. So definitely check it out.
1: It's kind of a one-stop shop for incredible supplements. I really like how their supplements are liposomal. Is that how you say it, Michael?
0: Yes, that's how you say it.
1: Okay. And also it comes in little packets. I like the packets. They taste good. They're easy to squeeze in my mouth. It's food. My daughter likes them. It's easy to squeeze in my mouth. I just said, Michael. <laughs> Anyways Let's keep it professional Okay Anyway you get your vitamins in You get your glutathione in With Symbiotica You can get your magnesium spray All the things Sherveen is coming on the podcast To break more stuff down for you In the meantime You can use code SKINNY At checkout for 15% off Your first purchase This is in addition To custom bundle discounts So people can get 45% off Create your custom bundle At symbiotica.com And get 30% off Enjoy My entire pregnancy, I switched to Clean Beauty. And one of the brands that is always on my shelf is Osea. Okay, so here's the move. They have this mist. It's like an algae mist. And what I like to do with this mist is I spray it on my face the second I wake up. It hydrates my skin, it tightens it, it makes it feel supple, but also it wakes me up. I'm obsessed with it. I've turned all my friends and family onto this algae mist. I talk about it all the time. I literally brought it with me to San Diego. I travel with it. I even had an extra bottle sent here because I like it so much. So you got to go on their site and you got to get this mist. It is so, so beautiful. And it just keeps your skin healthy, hydrated, but also is such a great way to wake up. All of their products too are really designed to help nourish and soften and smooth your skin. So you're just glowing when you put them on. If you have to pick up another product from them, I would highly recommend their algae body oil. So what I'll do with that is I'll dry brush, get in the shower, take like a freezing cold three minute shower, get out and just put the body oil all over my body. It's absolutely amazing. I'm super picky to what I put on my body and like underneath my arms and on my boobs. And this is it. Like this is the oil that you want to check out. It's algae body oil. So go on their site. Okay. Get the algae mist and the body oil. You cannot go wrong. I love their products. I just feel like they're all clean, safe, they're vegan, they're cruelty-free, they're powered by the sea. So you could honestly add anything on their site and you won't be disappointed. Anyway, those are the two that I recommend. Like I said, the algae mist and the algae body oil, and you get 10% off. Find your new skincare and body care favorites at ocmaliboot.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. You get 10% off your first order site-wide with promo code pink seaweed. You get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all, I'm telling you. Go to o s e a malibu.com and use promo code pink seaweed.
3: So purees are a good way to start, you know, with little little 6 to 8 month babies once your baby needs to start eating some solid foods right practicing that pincer grasp really getting that jaw development the tongue development once they kind of get some teeth starting with a puff puff concept right because the thing about the puffs that i wasn't even sure if we could successfully do in the manufacturing space is it needs to dissolve in your mouth without actually having to chew it very much because some babies don't get teeth till like 12 months old i didn't i only had two teeth when i was 12 months old joe had a full mouthful and so did our kid but So having them dissolve really easily This can be added into the snack. So when I was when I was giving Della, you know, her little plates, right, I would put maybe a little pouch on it, a couple of puffs, maybe some red. She used to love red peppers when she was a baby. So we'd give her, you know, little pieces of red pepper strips and things like that, because I really do think that there is a place for purees, even in the kind of baby led weaning space. I also really agree with that philosophy. We would give her a whole piece of asparagus when she was six months old and she would just like munch on it and lick it and chew it and play with it and smell it and experiment. I mean, she could gnaw on that for 10 minutes. Or a
2: big piece of steak, like a piece of steak that's bigger big than she could put in her mouth, but like she could just kind of suck on or chew on. Mm-hmm. And she was a big meat baby. She loved meats. And meat's a really important first food for babies. It's actually the easiest thing for them to digest. It's the most similar to breast milk of really any other food. Cause it's an animal product. It's the similar kind of protein fat mixture. And it's easier for them to digest meat than vegetables, especially than grain, you know, grains very hard to digest for anybody, but especially a new, you know, very first food. So starting off with meat and that's why we, our initial core line is the, the meat fat veggie combos of very simple ingredients, you know, like our, you know, this one's probably the simplest it's grass fed beef, organic sweet potato and a little bit of organic kale. So it's got that green flavor and nutrients, but the base is that vegetable carb mixed with the grass-fed beef. And it's a very fatty cut of beef. So we've got a lot of beef fat in addition to beef protein in there.
0: And I think it's worth mentioning, like when you say it's grass-fed and I was even looking at your salmon, it's wild caught. Like all the stuff that we talk about that we put on our own bodies, especially on this show, are in this baby formula. So I mean, it's obviously incredible stuff. I mean, it's been a long time coming having you guys on here. We've been using it for years.
1: I would love if you could leave our audience. You, you mentioned it in the beginning to round this out. You said you give her seven choices. What do those seven choices look like on a breakfast plate?
3: That's a good question.
2: There's so many, you know, she, so they they recommend you have at least one or two quote hero foods that are foods she loves that she'll always want to eat. One or two new things that are fairly new. And then a lot of stuff in between that maybe she eats one day or, or not. For breakfast, the Applegate sausages. She really likes those. She loves bacon. So we get, you know, Applegate's bacon.
3: You know, Teton Ranch actually just came out with some grass-fed beef breakfast sausages, mm. which are
2: awesome. Who's such eggs are amazing. She gets to choose which kind of egg she wants. So do you want a scrambled egg or do you want, she calls it a round egg, which is like a fried egg. So we use eggs. Um, sometimes we put some berries. She likes strawberries, but we might also use raspberries or blueberries. She loves carrot sticks, so that's a common thing to sneak in Her there. Her favorite food though is olives. She
3: loves olives. She will eat olives. Green olives.
1: Oh, really? It's
3: like put them on her fingers. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the five. Mama,
1: and she has them all on her fingers. next time I am gonna catch her putting it on her big toe. Uh, She loves olives. That's so weird. Is that 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 a baby thing? I I don't know. I I think it's
2: kinda weird. It's great. It's great great fat. It's great. I'm like, oh
1: my god, my daughter has an acquired taste. It's good for your
2: skin. It is, right? I think it came from my Bloody Mary obsession. I would get a bloody Mary (laughs) and I would give her the olives and she was little. And it it's would true. be like a special thing at Throw a restaurant. a little
1: vodka in the hole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> there might be a little left
1: on nap there. time.
2: <laughs> yep, and uh, <laughs> then she, now she associates that with fun, so she loves olives.
0: You know what else you were talking about? Breakfast meats. um force of nature. Are you guys? Oh are they yeah. Kind of, yeah. We, yeah, They're, they're
3: one. Of, they're the supplier for this our bison. bison. Oh, yeah, that is so
1: they're the cool. Yeah. they're like the best, the best of the best meat in Austin. Right? They are. Mm-hmm. Before we go, you guys are launching a grass-fed whole milk toddler formula. The formulas in the United States, I'm going to say it, fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Why terrible. is this one different?
3: Yeah. So the formulas in the United States are all made according to the Infant Formula Act of 1980 so old and we really wanted to be able to produce something that was with more modern science better ingredients that were maybe not available in the 70s right and so we decided to create this toddler formula which is not technically infant we cannot recommend this for infants but it is based, it is made in an infant formula facility it has the 29 nutrients the FDA requires being an infant formula and we've heard lots of pediatricians recommending this for their little patients. So if you talk to your healthcare provider, it could be a good fit. But basically, you're right. All the infant formulas in this country are garbage. They all have industrial seed oils. They have skim milk from not super healthy cows. They have a lot of super synthetic vitamins that maybe are or maybe are not digestible and absorbed and bioavailable. Corn syrup. They have corn maltodextrin. syrup. Maltodextrin. Their fats are Nasty. like canola oil. And a lot of industrial seed oils, so we made this one. So I, you know, I didn't mean, I didn't want to give my kid formula necessarily, but she weaned at nine months. I had terrible anxiety, low milk supply. She had a lip tie that we didn't get revised until she was six months old, so nursing was so painful for me, which made, which gave me really low supply, which it was a you know vicious cycle. So she weaned at nine months, and I had to feed her formula, and I, I ended up with something from Europe. But now the FDA has cracked down on all those imports, and now those mo- those parents can't buy that anymore.
1: I want to ask a question that I know the audience is going to ask. How does th- how does your formula compare to Holly and HIPAA, which I know are very
3: popular in Europe? We have a graphic for that, mm-hmm. and it is uh, that's actually what I ended up using. I ended up using the Holla formula for my kid, the Goat, and it's better than that because we don't use any industrial seed oil, and they still do. They also have crappy sources of carbs. They have like maltodextrin, which is, you know, cornstarch that they're using for carbs. And this is is lactose.
1: So yours, explain the ingredients. Like you just have a lot of vitamins and minerals in there. We have
3: whole food ingredients. Okay. Our, Our goal was to put as much whole food ingredients in here as possible. We do have some synthetic vitamins in it, right, to meet these FDA targets. But our first ingredient is organic lactose. And then we use organic A2 whole milk powder from an amazing regenerative farm out in California called um, Alexander Alexander Family, Family farm. farm. Yeah, we went to visit those cows. Grass fed, awesome.
2: regenerative, like magical place out there.
3: Their land to market, aren't they their land?
2: milk was so good? We had it nutritionally tested. We didn't have to add as much vitamins because it was already so rich in in nutrition. And we were the first ones to use the actual whole milk to Instead keep all the
3: fat in. And then we use gal- galacto oligosaccharides, which are a uh, medium-chain, I think medium-chain carbohydrate that is very prevalent in breast milk. Like 20% of breast milk is oligosaccharides. And we use whey protein concentrate for some of the protein. We use olive oil, which you can't use in infant formulas yet because it just wasn't approved in the 1970s, right? Coconut oil. We use palm oil, which can be a controversial topic from a sustainability perspective, but palmitic acid is very prevalent. It's one of the main fatty acids in mother's milk, and we have a sustainably sourced palm oil source. And there are some studies that say that palm oil is not great for the gut, but we use it in such small amounts that it's not one of the huge sources of fat in this product. So it's, you know, minimal. We use cocoa butter, which was a really awesome bind. Tastes really great, adds a lot of the saturated fats that we needed. And then one of my other favorite ingredients and why it's actually not certified organic, because we use wild algal oil, which provides the DHA and the EPA for brain development. And you know, you we could have gotten fish oil, but it would have smelled a little funky. You can't, you can't get organic wild anything so it's just wild alcohol what do you
1: think about a lot of parents that are feeding their kids plant based formula
3: I don't really agree that it's healthier unless your kid has a huge issue with cow's milk okay if that's the case do what you gotta do
1: right I mean I would love a goat in my backyard and I would love Michael yeah. to milk the goat every day and bring it in with like the butter churner
0: so one of the reasons goat, goat milk to give you a choice Lauren <laughs> yeah <laughs> choice A is I don't do that and choice B is you do the goat milk oh, <laughs>
2: I want Fuck, to see that on me. <laughs> Yeah. I
3: actually drove an hour well, after Della weaned and I was using the Hala formula. I, there's a farm just east of Austin that does raw goat milk. And I would drive an hour each way and get a whole cooler full of raw goat milk that had been tested. You know, it's, a, it's a really nice dairy. And so she would drink a couple bottles of that a day too does
1: the goat want to come mm. live in our backyard? <laughs> no, I, this formula looks really amazing. We're not in the formula stage right now, yeah. but soon it looks like we will be or hopefully not. Yeah. Well, who knows? Uh, you know no, what no. though? I, my, my opinion with all this is like fed is best. I agree. You do totally. what you can do. I think that there's been so much pressure put on women to breastfeed and like, there's a lot of reasons why you can't breastfeed and that's okay. I feel like when you start becoming obsessed with it and giving it so much energy, it almost overtakes you and dries your milk up. It's it, it, so exactly for me, what happens. I'm going to go into it like whatever happens, happens. And like, I'm not doing this for anyone, but my baby and me. Okay. Code skinny for 15% off. Mm-hmm. You guys can use it on my serenitykids.com. I personally would recommend starting with the broccoli puffs. It is something that Zaza asks for every single day. You've seen it all over my Instagram one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you guys. She loves them. I now am also going to recommend the Turkey Bolognese 100% pasture-raised turkey that you can put on pasta. I'm going to put that on lentil pasta for her. And the formula is on there too. So go crazy skinny on myserenitykids.com. Where can everyone find you guys? Pimp yourself out.
2: So we have an awesome website, myserenitykids.com You can get, get, get subscription on there so it just shows up at your house. We have, we're on Amazon as well. We're in a lot of retail stores. We're in basically every natural food store. We just launched nationally at Walmart. So you can get us at all Thank the Walmarts. Yep. So a lot of conventional regions. We're in the most Kroger's, a lot of Targets as well. So really everywhere baby food is sold, we will eventually be. But, you know, we have a store locator on our website to find us in retail of course you go online to our website and use the skinny code
3: and instagram at my serenity kids yep can we do a giveaway
2: sure yes okay
3: let's
1: give away my favorite products to one lucky audience member all you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest instagram at lauren bostick and make sure you're following at my serenity kids serenity joe thank you so much for coming on i took a page of notes Mm. yay thank Thank
0: you you both and honestly congratulations for all the success i also like you know think you guys are making a huge impact on the world so thank you congratulations thanks Thanks
3: for
1: having us yeah parents do you want to win a big sparkly new package of serenity kids for your kids or you could gift it to someone else's kids all the healthy foods all you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest post at lauren bostick and make sure you're following at my serenity kids Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. All right, so I recommended this the first time I had a baby and I still recommend this the second time after I had a baby and that is testing your hormones. That has changed the game for me. I remember the first time I tested my hormones and the doctor told me even if I ate perfect, quote unquote, and worked out every day, I still wouldn't lose weight because there were issues with my hormones and my thyroid. And so I was so relieved to have that test. And the second time being postpartum, I took a test at home and the test that I used is Everly Well. So they have at-home lab tests that can help you get the knowledge and support you need so you can become healthier. The one that I would recommend is the at-home women's test. And basically it's a comprehensive hormone panel for women at all stages. So you can test and measure your hormones, your antibody levels, and you can just check for any abnormal levels that may be keeping you from feeling your best. So what you do is it's like a little finger prick sample collection, and then you do a saliva sample collection, and you send it in. It's literally so easy, okay? They also have like a food sensitivity test. You can go on their site and check it out. I'm a huge fan of the site and I feel like everyone who's listening to this podcast will be too. So you can just measure all your 11 biomarkers and I think it's so smart to just know where you're at with your hormones and your food sensitivity. You can collect your sample, use the prepaid shipping label, you mail the test back to a certified lab, and then you get physician-reviewed results sent straight to your phone in a few days. It's so easy. And our listeners get a code. EverlyWell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everyeverlywell.com skinny. That's everlywell.com skinny for 20% off your next at-home lab test, everlywell.com skinny.